Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Simon Hughes. Welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. Looking back at the first day's play at the Wacker in Perth. And joy, oh joy, Christmas has come early. England have actually had a good day after perhaps a, a fairly iffy start. 305 for four at the end of the day. The first century by an Englishman in this series, David Milan getting 100 just at the, towards the end of the play. And, well, Simon, it was, it was a great thing to watch, actually. Well, it was so unexpected. 131 for four, you thought, well, here we go. 220 all out, something like that. The ball was flying around. Stoneman was hitting the helmet. He was really under pressure. He was out, caught off the glove, one that really took off. And he thought, aye, aye, this could be England under severe pressure here. But uh, Milan rode his luck, he did, let's, let's be fair. I mean, it was a, he played some splendid shots, but he did have some luck. He was dropped a couple of times, he got away with it. And along with Bairstow, I thought, that really assured coming at number six, they have given England a chance in this match. Now, let's not get too carried away, okay. because okay. You know, in the morning they could lose a couple of early wickets and get blown away, or even... Don't, don't be negative. No, I'm just, I'm just trying to put this in, in perspective... You know, they could even get, you know, 450 and then Australia come out and they could get close to them and then put England under pressure in the third innings. But England clearly have given themselves a chance. That's about as good a first day as England could have reasonably expected when, he, when they won the toss this morning. For, for a while, actually, it's, it's, it's as good a first day as I can remember England having, actually, because so often they, they collapse and then the, the lower order... Build, rebuild the innings again. Now, before we, we go on, I should say that uh, we are going to focus a little bit on one or two of the, the, the negative sides of England's performance today later because Alistair Cook again failed and Mark Stoneman, though he got a 50, did show some frailties and fallibility against the short ball. So I've talked to Michael Slater, the former Australian opening batsman, about how they might handle their various problems that, that they have at the top of the order. And there was a there was a funny sign up actually I saw today uh, advertising Hardy's wines. He said, "Why can't Poms crack open a bottle of Hardy's wine?" Uh, the answer is because the Poms haven't got any openers. Uh, but in fact, 
we were sort of getting there in a, in, a, in an odd sort of way. Alistair Cook is becoming almost more of the problem than mm. Mark Stoneman, who who got fifty and he got stuck towards the end of his innings. In fact, I think he only scored two scoring shots from forty eight to fifty six in the space of nearly an hour's play. Outstanding spell of bowling from Josh Hazelwood had him dropped at slip, hit him on the helmet, various sort of fends off, lobbed into the space. Nathan Lyon nearly caught him at short point. He looked really, really sort of shell-shocked. And I think that is an area mm. that he's going to have to work on. But Cook was was gone long before that. Yeah, out early on, LBW to Stark, and it was Plum, wasn't it? I mean, it was a big day for Alistair Cook, his 150th Test match. He was out first ball last time he, he yeah. played on this ground, his last innings on this ground. But it felt like a good batting day. Uh, it was OK to start with, and then full ball, bang, in front, and he's he's not really registered in this series so far. I mean, I spoke to him before the Test match, you know, and he said, "Yeah, of course, I, you know, I doubt myself. Of course, I, you know, I, it's a struggle. Every Test match is a struggle. Every Test match, you're, you're you're under pressure." And I also asked him, you know, does he know the date of his retirement? And you know, he wasn't he wasn't giving anything away. But you know, the point is, you know, how, have you thought about retirement? Have you thought about a date? For retirement, I'm not saying you know he, he's going to go, but you, you you do wonder. You know, you, you play a, a what 12 years of international cricket. You know, have you still got that that drive to, to succeed? And if you do have a, a poor Ashes series, it, it tends to end careers, doesn't it? I'm not I'm not for one minute saying that he's you know he should go or anything like that, or he's not good enough. I'm not saying that for one moment, but it could well be. That you know, who knows? He might be thinking himself. Well, I, I, you know, I just one day. You know, he would only be human if he had those doubts. But you also think, if you're him, it was only three months ago. I got 243 in a Test match. Well, you also made that point as well. Yeah, yeah. And that that, that it, you know, three months is perhaps a long time in cricket, as they say in the old cliche. But that isn't that long ago, really. And I'm sure that if he just gets a 50 or 60 in one of these games. The rhythm will return, and then he's got quite a lot of time. And the belief off. as well. The belief comes back as well. You think if that, if yeah, that happens, definitely. yeah, definitely. It's all about. He must, he must be. He must be feeling it. You must be. You must have that self doubt. However yeah. good you've been, mm. yeah, however good you are at doing anything, if you have a, a, a run where it hasn't worked out for you, think well, well, have I, have I, have I still got it? Whatever you do in life. Anyway, let's uh, we'll talk about Cook a little bit more with that with Michael Slater in a, in a couple of minutes. Um, I suppose we should just look at the other wickets that fell before we eulogise about Bearstone and Milan. And uh, James Vince, disappointing. He stuck it out for a little bit today. Got to twenty five. Looks always looks quite classy. Always plays some nice shots. And then his patience runs out. Hazelwood was was plumbing a, a very consistent furrow just outside the off stump. And Vince was leaving a few alone, and then two balls have all actually decided to play at one. And the great thing about this whacker pitch is you can leave the ball on a good length because you know it's going to bounce over the top of the stumps on a decent sort of length, where on other pitches it would hit the top of the off stump. That extra four or five inches of bounce here means you can leave the ball with confidence, and he should have left that ball. He got out just before lunch, bringing Joe Root to the crease. Another disappointment for Vince. He just doesn't give me any confidence at number three. Mm. And he's, well, he's played to his average in the series so far today, out for... 25. He started really well. You're right. He looks so good. You think there there must be a Test player in there somewhere, and then you're disappointed. He often he gets a start, and then 
and then nicks off. You know, maybe the selectors they had the hunch that he was the man to bat at number three. And you know, like Milan, you know, Milan has, has come out and he's shown bits and pieces so far in the series. But today, really produced somewhere between now and the end of the series, you feel Vince is going to have to get a, a really big score or decent score to convince the selectors to continue with him. And then Joe Root came in, played pretty well actually, looked looked fine. And then people say, well, caught down the leg side, lucky. But actually, I'd like to defend that wicket because from a bowler's point of view, if you sustain a bit of extra pace and bounce, whether it's caught down the leg side off the inside edge or caught a slip off the outside edge, actually, you still earned that wicket to an extent by the pace and the bounce that you've achieved. And Root just was a bit late on that one, working it down the leg side. Batsmen do think it's unlucky. I think it's... It's a legitimate wicket, actually. Especially here at the Wacker with that extra yeah. pace and bounce. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we had more batsmen out caught down the leg side in this test. In match. fact, there were nearly... I mean, Milan, a couple of mm. times, was, was there was a appeal against him early on. He went for a pull when he was on about 98, and it looked like he might have got the, the bottom edge on it as it went through to the keeper. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. But uh, at 141 for four... England really wobbling, and of course we had that uh, odd dismissal of Mark Stoneman, which has been featured a lot. And was it out? Was it not out? I think it was in the out. End, I think in the end it was out, but the umpire made a, a bit of a, a haulix of, of how he got to that decision, the third umpire in, in the truck, uh, by actually not using all the evidence and sort of guessing, in a way, that the, the hand that was on the bat actually glanced the ball first before it glanced off the hand that was off the bat. And, of course, if the hand is off the bat, it's not out, but it seemed to flip both gloves. So he probably got the, the decision right, but with the wrong means, actually. Anyway, Stoneman was out. Stoneman looked by that stage if he was going to get out any ball, actually. So it was probably fair enough, but he, he stuck around for 50-odd. Then it was 141, 131 for four, and England were wobbling. But, the, the, you know, great credit to Milan for weaving out of the way of a lot of bouncers, for looking positive against Nathan Lyon, getting down the wicket, driving the ball through the mid-on area and through the offside, and Bairstow for just being his sort of belligerent, slightly feisty sort of self... And, and, and you know, he's a prickly sort of batsman, isn't he? He's someone with a, with a purpose, with intent, and he puts the bowlers off, even if it's just a quick single. I thought it was one of the most convincing innings I've, I've seen from Johnny Bairstow today. There was, there was barely a moment that I thought he was going to get out. I mean, he's one of those batsmen that you feel gives the bowlers a bit of a chance because of the way he plays, he's quite aggressive. But today, he just looked so determined, so focused, and his bat looked a bit wider than, than most yeah. other people's. And it, was, it was an excellent effort from him, and in a way... I wonder whether actually England's hopes tomorrow rest more on Bairstow than anybody else. I mean, it's not easy for someone like Milan to have the high of 100 and then come out and, and churn out more runs tomorrow. I mean, he's, he's sort of in uncharted territory as a test cricketer tomorrow morning. Mm, yeah. uh, he's, you know, he's had that huge high, all the press interviews he gives, and you know, all, the, all the nice headlines you'll see in the paper tomorrow morning. If he, if he cares to read them, actually, he probably should read them, actually, because, you know, you do have a lots of lows as a test match cricketer. Especially, enjoy, especially in Australia. Exactly, enjoy the highs. But I just wonder whether Bairstow is the, is the key man for England tomorrow to get up to the sort of score they need. You know, if he, if he, he, you know he's capable of it, and he looked that determined tonight. I, I, you know, I, Bairstow, for me, the man tomorrow. Well, I, uh, I wandered around the ground, actually, uh, a sort of lunchtime-ish, and tried to gauge the, the sort of 
atmosphere of the of the supporters. There's a lot of Brits here actually, and they made a, they made a good lo- amount of noise, but they were pretty silent around lunchtime. And the Aussies were sort of saying, "Oh, here we go again. We're going to knock them over." And there was lots of sharp intakes of breath when the the bouncers were flying through, and there were some pretty serious bouncers bowled today. And actually, I think people were sort of almost. Slightly watching from behind their seats at times, but well, especially when Mark Stoneman was facing that torrid spell after lunch, I mean, it was quite brutal at times. Yeah, I mean, it? Hazelwood was, was outstanding. That high release point, he does make the ball really bounce. Anyway, England managed to, to weather that sort of nasty little storm with only the loss of Stoneman and, and Bearstow and, and Milan did impressively well. We'll just pause there, and after the break, we'll hear from Michael Slater. Welcome back, England 305 for four after the first day at the Wacker, and I wonder what they can realistically think they will get. I suppose the target is 500. Yeah, I mean, I would say 450. Don't be too, don't be too greedy. No. But I mean, 450 doesn't guarantee you anything. You know, with this uh, Australia batting lineup, there's some, obviously some quality in it. Warner, I haven't seen him really get going yet so far. I know he produced a few runs in the in the second inning of the first test, but they're only chasing a 170. He's got a very good record on this ground and you wonder how England's bowlers will fare on, on this surface it, it is interesting isn't it when we talk about the the wacker and the ball is flying around and the, the, they've got three quick bowlers and yet England are 300 for four it sort of seems to be a sort of contradiction there it's, it's a great batting pitch but also you know, the bowlers are sort of terrifying as well so it's, it, there's a sort of weird contradiction almost well one guy who really loved batting here a swashbuckling style of batting was Michael Slater who commentates for Channel 9 now and does a radio show and he loves his rock music and he's a, he's a real sort of multi-talented person loads of energy and I, I just wanted to talk to him about the, the art of opening the batting and whether he worried about what he's seen from Alistair Cook and Mark Stoneman in this test. I, I think it's hard to tell. I, I, he's definitely down mentally, and I, I don't know that you that I can know whether he's slowed down at all at the crease. His feet aren't moving terrifically well, but then I, over the time watching him, have thought technically there's always been something about the way he plays that makes him look like he's struggling, but he's been so mentally strong and it's just the way he plays and he's accumulated so many runs and we know his stats put him at right up there as one of the great players that we've seen in world cricket, let alone in English cricket. So he's he's a scrapper at times and he's scrapping hard. He just can't get himself going. I thought the 30 scrapped for in Adelaide was maybe a return to form and he just accumulated he got there quicker than anyone thought he had and I thought that might switch him on in the series and it still might but it's just how he's going about his business mentally that is of concern to me looking from afar I think he's probably having a few questions about this phase of his career and whether he can recapture the form and and I wonder how he's approaching the game from a is it still a love of his to get out there and take on the new ball? Because you need to have everything working for you mentally as well as feeling like you're in some sort of nick when you do take on the new ball, particularly against this Australian attack, because I, I don't think there's any better in world cricket at the moment. Or probably not many in the last 25 years. Uh, no, and that's a fair call. I, I think that all bases are covered. Um, the pitch has been a good one to bet on it 
the whacker first innings. It was a, 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 always going to be a struggle to get going as it is, but he's good enough to get through that, and he was un- unable to do that. So, look, I'd say he's down in form and confidence, and the confidence is the part that worries me. Yeah, and you know what we've seen is a few drop catches in the slips, as well as iffy shots, and, and you know not a very good average apart from his 243, which mm. which is a sort of lopsided. You know, gives an unrealistic mm. uh, overall average. It's probably averaging about twenty without that score. Mm. So, is, is it a question almost sometimes of, of taking taking a bit of time out, or do you just have to work harder? Well, I don't think you can afford too much time out when you're, you know, a Test match player. I, I don't think that's an option. You've just got to find a way to reinvigorate, and whether that's watching old footage of when you're doing it well and reminding yourself of how you're feeling, and that's often why you do that, is just to find, you know, that old feeling that you used to go to the crease with. Because I don't think he's old of an age where he's, he would have slowed down too much. It's just being... And, and I can't imagine how hard it is, and it's something England do more than that we see in this country, that you are captain, you stand down as captain, you keep playing. Ricky Ponting did it, but prior to that I can't think of too many Australians. So it's an English way, and that must be a very difficult thing to do, having had control and feeling like you're the mentor and the boss of all those guys, to then sort of sit in the slips and have another guy controlling things. It must be hard. What about uh, Mark Stoneman, uh, slight sort of opposite end of his test career to, to Alistair Cook? And he does seem to have a little bit of trouble with the short ball, doesn't he? Which, I mean, obviously they're, they're really honing in on. What, what would you say to him? What, what advice might you give him? Well, Take it on? yeah, look, I think Milan has proven taking on is a good way to go if you're confident in doing that. But uh, there's some work to do. He doesn't play on pitches like the Wacker every day. So it's not too often he's going to be subjected to that sort of bowling and he doesn't face attacks like the Australian ones too often. So there's an area of concern there. Um, he's obviously mentally strong because he got through a bulk of it, but I think it wore him down in the end. And so he's got some work. So that, that's OK. He looks like a good player. And okay. with some good focus and work, he can rectify that. Well, Michael Slater always talks with a smile, even though he probably has slight reservations about the two batsmen he's talking about there. I, I still got memories of the way he hammered England with the runs off the first ball of a test match. He got everything going. Very exciting player. England, I suppose tomorrow, have to just start as if they're on naught, these two batsmen. It's always a very hard thing to do when you've got 75 not out and 110 not out on the board. Yeah, nice, nice though, isn't it, to have those runs? It's better to, it's better to go in with 100 behind you and 75 behind you than starting again on, on naught. But it will feel different in the morning. The, mm. crowd, you know, the crowd will be baying for wickets again. The bowlers will be refreshed, albeit not as fresh, because mm. they've had a day in the field. And yeah. that's, England have done that. For, you know, for the first time, it feels they've just taken some energy out of the, the Australian bowlers today. So if they get over that you know, first hour and then, and then take them deep into the afternoon, then you know, it, they, it could be party time even on this bouncy pacey ashes service you do just slightly worry though you know sort of six six down all out or seven down all out do you, do you mm. know what i mean it could go bang 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 it could go bang 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 i think if i was uh, broad or, or anderson i'd get lots of protection on but i'd be uh, doing what famously essex's ray east did once when he was facing a, a fast bowler and he hit him for four and the next ball he dived full length on the ground, knowing he was going to get a couple of bouncers, which he did, luckily. Uh, so I'd be getting, trying to make myself as small as possible if I was Broad and Anderson in, with the bat tomorrow. But 
certainly, you know, the bowlers, the Australian bowlers will feel stiff in the morning. You know, it's hard out there. It's, it's quite a soft outfield. So, you know, you're ploughing up and down, you bowl 20 overs. It, it, you know, even though you've had the massages and the ice bars and stuff, you, you do feel pretty sore the next day. It won't be as easy to, to get that pace and that, that potency going again. And, of course, England also, they did one other very good thing today. They really played Nathan Lyon well. They played him positively. They got down the wicket to him. They worked him around. He wasn't getting the same response out of the pitch. So that put the pressure back on both Smith and the other bowlers. England really played that well. They played Lyon well today. Yeah, we saw Smith bowling. We saw Mitchell Marsh bowling actually pretty ineffectively. He's, he's just come back from injuries and he bowled in a, in a couple of matches. But Australia came into this game sensing they might need the, the fifth bowler and that scenario has, has played out. You know, they, they have covered their bases and just, just playing Marsh to give a bit of respite to their, their big three. Um, Lyon, not so effective today. The ball didn't turn, did it? The first day... At the Gabber it turned, first at the Adelaide Oval it turned, but it, it didn't turn today. I think England can justifiably have a drink tonight. <laughs> Steady you know, on. No, not too many. <laughs> you know, just a glass of wine. They're only just over the road uh, in the uh, these uh, apartments that they're staying in. So I haven't got a long journey to, to work in the morning. Uh, I think a glass of wine, a glass of champagne for, for David Milan is well-deserved. Come back in the morning refreshed. Get 500, and we'll speak to you at this time tomorrow when England are in a good position with Australia, say, 100 for four. Well, it was a great day today, thrilling days cricket. Obviously, we're looking at it to some extent from an England perspective, but uh, you know, see the ball flying around, flying you know, head height through to the wicketkeeper, and also you know, big shots played as well, fast outfield, great days cricket, and we cannot wait for the second day. Goodbye for now. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.